Real G's moving silence like lasagna. People say, I'm gonna shine up my boots, pick out my best hat. Going to a place called the Old Briar Patch. Gonna get loose and I'm gonna have fun. Gonna go hunting, but I won't need a gun now. Welcome, Peter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Peter Report Podcast. It is a Wednesday edition of the show, getting you through the week with another just more bucks news more fascinating things going on we are right in the middle of uh, a lot of draft coverage but we're taking a little bit of a pivot here today talking about the bucks qb backup qb situation and if there is a battle brewing between blaine gabbard and kyle trask and potentially ryan griffin we'll get into that as well i am matt matera and with me of course is the man that runs peter report that is scott reynolds hello <laughs> Up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good. Doing good. We're we're awaiting the news. Today yes. could be Blaine Gabbard Day. Yeah, I, I saw you post that picture of Blaine early, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, did, did, did he get signed already? He is not signed yet, but I mean, uh, it sounds like all arrows are pointing up towards a reunion with Blaine Gabbard, our beloved Blaine Gabbard, your beloved Blaine Gabbard, uh, a fan favorite, would be the greatest looking quarterback on the Bucks and in the NFL, if it wasn't for Tom Brady, but Blaine is a very close second. Mm. And Blaine has that luscious hair mm. that not yeah. even Tom Brady could compete with. Even when Brady had the long hair, he had that phase for a little yeah. bit. But no one can no one can mess with the locks of Blaine Gabbert. Well, especially too, it's like we saw Tom Brady not looking his best at the press conference the other day. I mean, if if this is the Brady 2022 look, then Blaine's got this wrapped up. I mean, he just does. Um, so I, it will be interesting to see what transpires. I mean, you're looking at, you know, Blaine Gabbert, uh, you know, that's look, look at the long locks right there. That right? is, um, I think the best way to describe that is statuesque. Yeah. That yeah. pose, that look. Got a little bit of, of the, the action field. hero mullet going on. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, the, the news could be breaking during the show. So I'm, I'm riveting to check my text messages feed here as, as often as possible. And we'll come with you. We'll come at you with that news uh, when, and if it does happen, I know a lot of Buccaneer fans would like Indomin Kansu and uh, Rob Gronkowski Robert. to be signed first or, you know, ahead of Blaine Gabbert, but, but all things happen in, in due time, right? Right. It's, yeah. Pa patience is a virtue. Rome is, is not built yeah. in the day. And Correct. all these guys are pillars to the core that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, right. the Super Bowl champions two seasons ago, a perennial su Super Bowl contender last year and how they should be this year. And, um, yeah, it's funny, too, to just get off course for a second when you talk mm -hmm. about the Gronk situation. Obviously, the news came out. Gronk is hosting a big party the, the day of the draft. Yeah. Gronk Beach is coming back. Right. And someone tweeted, I saw, I saw Rick Stroud quote tweeted, but someone had tweeted like, the more gronkier, I'm putting that in quotations, the more gronkier Gronk gets, the more likely that he's going to play football. Because right. when Gronk is at his silliest, his funnest, like that's when the superstar of Gronk came out. And we saw, yeah. I think, a big jump from Gronk's first year in Tampa to his second year in Tampa. And uh, so, you know, we're still, still hoping that that comes down. And, um, you know, Gronk loves the house music, loves the DJs, goes yeah. crazy. He gets energized by a lot of that. Yeah. We he's, get energized. He's going to be so. back. It's just he just doesn't want to do OTAs. That's all it is. 
I don't blame him. I I mean, not a lot of the Bucs really, not a lot of the starters did it last year either, except for uh, Giovanni Bernard wasn't even a starter, but he was uh, a key component to the offense, or at least that was the plan before injuries and just the way the season went. But yeah, they all do the the Brady OTAs. There's a big difference there. And Brady probably runs them just as hard too, which is, uh, is funny enough, but you know, especially I'm interested to see too, because Todd Bowles, um, you know, he's obviously been there for the last couple of years, but it is his first time as the new head coach. So I'm curious to see if players will, you know, just at a show of, allegiance to to Todd Bowles if they'll right. show up for one of the OTAs for one of them yeah break, exactly yeah, <laughs> maybe that mandatory one right so they don't get fined yeah <laughs> but but yeah I, I I'm with you Matt I, I think that that uh for a lot of these veterans I think just getting together with Tom will be enough now, now it's a different situation this year because they went three weeks later into the season right they won the Super Bowl in February yes. so the Buccaneers season was three weeks shorter this year because they they didn't have the NFC championship game. They didn't have the week between that game and the Super Bowl. And then they didn't have the Super Bowl, right? So so they've got three more weeks of, of time. And even Ty Bowles said that he's not making all these players rush back just because he's the head coach. Some of them are already in town and we'll, we'll start that that conditioning program a little early. But at the same time, they're, you're, you're going to see some of these players, you know, want to make a good first impression, right? Because because it, it's it's a there's a new sheriff in town, right? I think a lot of things are going to be the same, but it it will be really interesting. And we're going to talk about the backup quarterback position today, uh, not because the backup quarterback position is like so exciting and 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 stupendous for this year, right? Because you've got one more year yeah. of Tom Brady. Let's let's go ahead and, and soak him in. But that's going to be your quartet this year: Tom Brady, Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert. And and Ryan Griffin, right? This is the the same four guys that were here last year, and and the big difference is going to be whether Kyle Trask can move from number four on the depth chart up to number two and beat out Blaine Gabbert, who's got four years of experience in this offense, Matt, or whether Blaine stays number two and, and Kyle Trask moves up to, to number three. You can pretty much bet that Ryan Griffin, who really kind of serves as as Tom Brady's assistant. <laughs> yeah. <capacity. laughs> the hands um, of the king. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think that, that that's, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see Ryan Griffin. He's not really going to factor in, into this. This is going to be a two person race between Blaine Gabbert when he signs fingers crossed. And when Kyle Trask uh, reports, uh, he's already in much better shape than he was last year. He worked on the footwork, worked on his release, got quicker in the pocket. So it will be interesting to see, though, right, moving forward, not just this year, but we know that Bruce Arians likes these big, tall, pocket-passing quarterbacks, does not put an emphasis on mobility, Matt. But Mm -hmm. will that continue in the post-Bruce Arians era? Or is Todd Bowles going to be someone who, from a defensive coordinator perspective, says, you know, mobile quarterbacks present an even bigger threat, right? I mean, they had to chase Patrick Mahomes all the way from <laughs> sideline to sideline in the Super Bowl, right? And he just presents a, a different element, that escapability that, let's face it, Brady has to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he showed more last year. And and Kyle Trask uh, has to a degree. But it's it's just going to be interesting to see what, what the methodology is that Todd Bowles is going to move forward with at the quarterback position. If it, let me ask you this: 
if Kyle Trask does not beat out Blaine Gabbert this year for the backup job, how damning is that for him? Now, he'll still be under contract in 2023 and 2024, but are you really sold on him being your your quarterback for the long term, if that's the case? Right. That That's a good question. I, I think when it comes to the competition between Trask and, and Blaine Gabbard, I still think there's a, a road for Trask to be the, the future starter of the Bucks in a year or two from now. Now, remember, he only has... He's only under a four-year deal because he was drafted in the second Correct. year, so uh, second round. Sorry, so he doesn't yep. get that that fifth option that most teams pick up with, with their first round pick. I find I think if Trask is able to make it a close race, if it's neck and neck, or mm-hmm. as long as Gabbert isn't a you know uh, it's a it's a blow away race where everyone's like, okay, it's playing Gabbert's job. There's Trask has completely dropped the ball. I yep. think if he keeps it close. You can still look for optimism in the upcoming season, but I- I'm glad you brought this up right beforehand, that Scott, that things are going to be a little bit different, not completely different, but a little bit different with Todd Bowles at the helm as uh, as as the head coach now, where you're going to yeah. see a little different tweaks from what Bruce Arians had. And uh, for everyone listening and watching this, if you didn't see yesterday's episode, Scott, Josh, J- uh, Casey, and JC did a fantastic job uh, comparing why Todd Bowles is going to have success in his first year. And I I think one of the the main topics that really stood out to me is that Bruce Arians, almost to a fault sometimes, is fiercely loyal to a lot of his guys, a lot of his veteran players. And most of the time, that's good. That's healthy. Mm -hmm. I think it hurt in some moments, such as JPP getting way too much playing time and and not allowing Joe Tryon Shoinka to get onto the field. Right Now, that's one case. Here with the quarterback situation, you know Blaine obviously is a is a BA guy going back to Arizona. Right. Yeah. He's been is, in the league. Yeah. He's is, been is in the Todd league. Todd Bowles going to have that same allegiance to Blaine Gabbert? Right. Right. So when you bring up the mobility, I think that's uh, I think that's a a, a great uh, point of emphasis right there too because you know Gabbert can move a little bit too, but I, yeah. I think that also goes to Byron Leftwich, which obviously he calls a lot of stuff that is under the umbrella of a Bruce Arians offense, right. but this might even be an opportunity for By- Byron Leftwich to really even open up the playbook more or just implement some things that maybe he wouldn't have done necessarily with Bruce as the head coach. But now that Todd is the head coach, Todd might be looking for something a little bit different or mm-hmm. Todd might just go to him and be like, Hey, this is your offense. This is yeah. your show. You want to be a head coach. We obviously want you to be here, but right. we all know how it goes. Do everything you need to do to implement the best offense that it that is absolutely possible. And I, yeah. I think with Trask too, again, everyone watching, listening to this, Scott, you had some great articles. Uh, I was doing some, you know, just uh, further reading up to get all the information on mm-hmm. Trask. Articles uh, about a month ago, and even earlier than that, where you know you spoke to Clyde Christensen, you spoke yeah. to people in the Bucks organization, mm-hmm. and you just spoke about it before with you know what exactly Trask needs to work on, and you mentioned the footwork. Um, Just the way he looks with his body too. These are things that are correctable and which is good. And and I think some things with Trask and we can dive further into this as well too. I thought Trask starting out. Sure. There was a lot of issues and, but that's to be expected with a rookie, especially in a Bruce Arians offense. And a lot of times Trask was already behind the eight ball because in training camp, Todd Bowles would throw the kitchen sink. 
at yeah. Kyle Trask because a lot of times he's going against yeah. the number one defense. So sure, Kyle Trask, it, yes, you're right. Go and, ahead. And, and I was going to say, I mean, he wants to see those third stringers, right? The Grant Stewart's and the KJ Brits see how they blitz, right? So you're yeah. right. I mean, Todd Bowles didn't just save all the good stuff for the starters when they were out there <laughs> in training camp, right? I mean, it was what you saw is what you got from first string, second string, third string with the Todd Bowles defense. So you're right. I mean, and and, and then the, the tough thing for for Trask, and I'm glad you mentioned some of the articles because Kyle or Clyde Christensen did a fantastic job of kind of explaining this. You can log on to PeterReport.com, check out some of those old articles. But, you know, the, the thing that was impressive about Trask in his development was started off and had kind of a shaky preseason, right? But yeah. then he he ended on a very high note in that game against the the Houston Texans, uh, you know, and and Houston. And now th- this this is the downside of only having three preseason games, Matt, because everybody yeah. hates for the fourth preseason game. Everybody except for coaches and general managers <laughs> when they have a young quarterback to develop, because you want those extra reps, right? But if you look back at at his preseason, you know he started off four fifteen for 35 yards with several drops against Cincinnati. I mean, that's an awful looking stat line, four of 15 for 35. But if you didn't watch the game, you would look at that and and it'd be horrified. But I want to say he probably had seven drop passes in that game because he's throwing to guys. Including a deep ball as well, too. And I think that was one of the the questions about Trask is, does he have enough arm strength with Bruce Arians unequivocally was like, yes, he does. And he proved it in that game. The receivers weren't able to come down with the ball. And then we saw the improvement the next game, even though the Bucs only scored three points against the Titans and it was pretty much an yes. abysmal game for yeah. the entire team. But Trask was actually all right. He he went 13 to 26. So an improvement from the week yeah. before he threw for 134 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. But if I recall, right. there was one interception that again, the receivers didn't really help him out, and I believe right. there was a bouncer bounced something off his along. hands. Yeah, yeah. And, and he had a fumble. It was it was it was a, a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, got, but not perfect. Got, but not perfect. But then he goes to Houston, right? And I mean, there you see Bruce Arians consoling Kyle Trask. There'll be better days, man. And and that those better days happened literally less than a week <laughs> later because yeah. he looked like a legit quarterback. Now, listen, it was the third preseason game. He's throwing against the Houston Texans backups and some of those guys didn't even make the team. They were bagging groceries or, you know, selling insurance or whatever. I I get that, but still he was 12 of 14 for 146 yards with a touchdown, no interceptions in Tampa Bay's 23 to 16 win. And this is what Christensen had to say. It gave Kyle a boost going into a long, long stretch of not playing and also probably confirmed in his mind, Hey, I can do this. You probably come into the NFL. You have some doubts until you do it. And then that last game gave him a little jolt. Hey, I can do this. And that was fun. And, and of course, one of the reasons why they drafted Kyle Trask is because he was going to have to sit behind Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert. And, and really, even though he was the third-string quarterback, he was the de facto fourth-string quarterback because of the presence of Ryan Griffin, who was actually on the practice squad. But because Kyle had the second-round draft pick invested in him, Matt, they, they couldn't afford yeah. to sneak him on the practice squad. They had to keep him at number three, even though he was the de facto number four. That's absolutely right. And that's another point that I want to bring up, going back to Kyle Trask's college football playing days at the University of Florida. He sat a lot on the bench, too, at Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know, he redshirted his first year, and, and um, 
you know, sat on the bench the next season as well. And then I don't believe he began as the starter in uh, in 2019. It was Felipe Franks, but then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's when Trask came in and started, you know, doing his thing and started getting the wheels turning. So he didn't really have a full season of knowing that he's the number one guy and the number one starter right. on the University of Florida until that 2020 season, which overall was was pretty good. Um, threw for over 4,000 yards, had 43 yeah. touchdowns. Now, yeah. granted... He led the um, SEC that year and really kind of outdueled Mac yeah. Jones. Yep. Oh, well, everyone remembers that infamous game against Bama. Right. Um, yeah, in the in the SEC championship game. And he was second team all SEC. But yeah, I mean, those were some of the first moments where you saw Kyle Trask. I think we have something here. And I think it's important to note too. Wow, hold on. We got some breaking news here, Matt. I'm sorry. According to Ian Rappenport, the, the Buccaneers are adding another premium defender, signing former Cowboys safety Keanu Neal. Former Gator, after Whoa, moving to linebacker, Florida. yeah, in Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn's system, Neil is back at safety, and now with Coach Todd Bowles in Tampa with a new deal. That's All right, Bucks loading up again at the safety position. Todd Bowles loves that position probably more than any other part of the defense. He's all about yep. versatility. He's all about moving guys around. Scott, every time we're on the show. <laughs> There's a breaking news, breaking news about a about a trade. It was Shaq yeah. Mason last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. Everything yeah. moves so quickly. But all right, Keanu Neal, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, that uh, secondary getting more solidified day by day. Right. It'd be interesting to see. I would imagine it's a one-year deal. So it, it doesn't preclude the Buccaneers from drafting a safety even early on, believe it or not, because you have Mike Edwards, who is entering his last year as in his contract. Yep. You've got Logan Ryan, who signed a one-year deal. As a defensive back, we'll see if he plays some snaps at safety or if he is going to be pushing Sean Murphy Bunting for the nickel cornerback position. Todd Bowles legitimately doesn't know. He said he wants to see what Logan can do on the field before he kind of makes that kind of commitment. So it will be interesting to see what what uh, what actually transpires there. Um, but it, 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 it doesn't preclude the Buccaneers from drafting a safety because you've got I'm guessing Neil on a one-year deal. Yeah, Mike Edwards uh, will will have his his contract a year come up this year, and then Logan Ryan as well. So for the long term, they they're going to need somebody else to pair with Antoine Winfield. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Uh, I just uh, I love when there's uh, breaking news on the podcast. It, it makes it that much more fun. Yeah. I guess this does uh, what, pretty what, much. What, I, I'm going to say this it wasn't the signing I was hoping for. Right. Oh, well, but I was about to. Well, I don't know if you're thinking still the same time guy in the podcast. I'm, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, right. I mean, I'm yeah. Average, it wasn't the know. Blaine one. I was just yeah. going to say, I guess this pretty much closes the door on uh, Tyron Matthew coming to. Uh, yes. Coming to Tampa Bay. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I know. But money. we spoke about it the other day. It made for right. a good clip on our YouTube channel. It Everyone, did. please go and, and look at that. But yeah, it was that picture that we used yeah. right there. So, um, Unfortunately, we that that rules out uh, a honey badger to Tampa location. Now, Bucks fans just right. got to hope that he doesn't end up going to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we already saw the Saints pick up. Not that honey badger was a former Buck, but uh, right. we already saw them pick up Justin Evans, who uh, yeah. Bucks fans are very familiar with, and um, they, they're pretty. I wouldn't say loaded, but they have a lot of depth yeah. there at safety. They lost Marcus Williams to the Ravens, yeah. so that, mm-hmm. that you know they're trying to, to fill. And, yeah, and Malcolm Jenkins retired. Well. Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins retired. retired. Yeah. So, um, yep. you know, that could well, be a possibility. Let's let's round out the, the Trask conversation here. Sure. Uh, G Vegas says really need Trask to take up the number two role 
Otherwise, it's a wasted pick. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, Matt? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think I see. I, I look at the Trask pick as a number three, like as a third round pick. It was technically a second yep. round pick. Mm-hmm. But in all my years of covering the Buccaneers and, and them sucking so bad that they usually pick high. So to me, I'm still having flashbacks to second round picks being like pick number 33 and pick number yeah. 40, <laughs> right? And, and, and essentially like a late premium. first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Late first round pick, like real premium guys. But, but, uh, um, yeah, technically Trask is a second round pick, but he's kind of a third. Um, I, I don't know if if I necessarily think it's a wasted pick because I don't think that you can you can ever have too many good quarterbacks and we still don't know if mm-hmm. Kyle Trask is a good quarterback but let's find out right. this year. Yeah, honestly, Scott, the way I look at it is last year was a redshirt year and depending on what happens with the competition between Blaine and, and Kyle Trask this year, it could kind of end up being uh, another redshirt year. Yeah. But with that said, if Kyle Trask, if Kyle Trask never starts a game for Tampa Bay, I would look at it as a little bit of a wasted pick because whether it's a second round or a third round pick, you still want to give that guy an opportunity to become a starter or become an impact player as, you know, as a as a role player like we've seen with Mike Edwards getting picked in a similar situation yeah. to that. So if Trask doesn't see the field at all, I think it would depend too because we've seen in recent years and let's just go under the assumption that Brady is only here for one more season. We right. have seen in the past few years, though, other quarterbacks have become available more so than they really have in the past mm-hmm. five to ten years, I'd say. Whether it's yeah. Matt Stafford going to L.A., Matt yeah. Ryan going to Indy, the, the Russell Wilson trade. So who knows what's what it's going to look like at this time next year? What quarterbacks will be a free agent and could be available because teams are ready to move on from someone that you still might be able to get something out of. What quarterback might be disgruntled and is like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not playing here. So I can see Trask in a bit of a situation where if Brady is leaving and the Bucs find themselves with an opportunity to maybe acquire someone like all the rumor about Russell Wilson and I'm not going to name specific because it's so far from now. But what if Kyle Trask is used in a trade package where it's like, all right, we're going to give you a young quarterback that right. um, you know, doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, and he's been yeah. learning under Tom Brady, and you give us you know, your quarterback that you either don't want to pay or whatever the issue is. Right. If Trask is used in, a tr- in some type of trade like that, then right. I then would you, say there's a ton of value, value in there. You're yeah. essentially trading a second or a third rounder for your future quarterback for the next five years, maybe another decade. But if Trask right. comes in next year, Brady's gone, and we're back to okay. It's between Blaine Gabbard and Kyle Trask, and we don't have a lot of a lot of other options. Or the yeah. Bucks decide, all right, we like this quarterback class much better than mm-hmm. we did the year before, and they draft the quarterback, and they're going to make it, you know, a triple threat match, a, a, right. a competition between three quarterbacks, and Trask doesn't win. Then I look at that as a little bit of a wasted pick because the Bucks are clearly in win now mode, and right. a second round or a third round pick is still very important, and for him yeah. to not see the field at all would be a little bit of a waste. But as of right now, no, I still think it's I'm fine with the pick. I, I think one of the stunner moves would be, and I don't, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we're going to be coming out with our draft previews and our Bucks best bets, right, at each mm-hmm. position, like an early round guy and then a late round guy at every position just to kind of, you know, get Buccaneer fans do, tuned into some of these prospects that they like. Last year, if you recall, we we nailed Joe Tryon Shoinka in our mock draft, and yep. he was also a Bucks best bet at outside linebacker. Kyle Trask was also in our mock draft as the second round pick. 
and we had him as the quarterback. If you're going to draft a quarterback early, it's going to be <laughs> Kyle Trask, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to draft a quarterback this year, but I'm telling you right now, the guy we're going to put in there is Desmond Ritter. And boy, that would be a stunner, right? If the Buccaneers drafted Desmond Ritter at 27, right? If he slides and who knows where these quarterbacks are going to go, right? Yeah. This is this is the beauty is in the eye of the beholder quarterback class. I mean, you could see Kenny Pickett goes to number six to Carolina. You could see Malik Willis go there. Uh, who knows in what order these quarterbacks are going to go and how many are going to be drafted in the first round. This is not a deep or great quarterback class, but wouldn't that be a stunner if the Buccaneers wanted to hedge their bets and, and not put all their eggs in the Kyle Trask basket and they were to draft Desmond Ritter with the first pick at number 27. And then what you say is we have Tom Brady for this year, and now we're going to have a real competition next year. Kyle Trask is going to have a couple years in the system, and Desmond Ritter will have one year in the system, and maybe we'll re-sign Blaine Gabbard as the veteran. Maybe we won't. Maybe, again, as we talked about, maybe that's the situation where with Blaine Gabbard, Bruce Arians was loyal to him, but maybe Todd Bowles wants to go in a different direction. Maybe a quarterback like Desmond Ritter brings more athleticism to the table, although he's more of a pocket guy, but he has some some legit mobility. That would be fascinating. And we have to put a quarterback in there. So I think <laughs> that might be the case. What I don't think, though, is I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. But if they're going to, believe it or not, I think it might be in the first round as a stunner surprise move just to hedge their bets, give Bulls another option to develop a, a quarterback because you have to get the quarterback position right. Yeah, We've seen in the NFC South, Matt, the reason why the Bucks were seller dwellers for so many years was because they had Josh Freeman or Josh McCown or Mike Lennon um, or Jameis Winston, right? And, and and that was it. And and the quarterbacks that the Buccaneers were facing were Cam Newton, Drew Brees, and yep. Matt Ryan. Okay. Like period the end. That's why the Buccaneers <laughs> finished fourth in the NFC South for about a decade. That's and right. So you have to get this this – this quarterback class, right? The quarterback that I really like that I think would be a, a dynamic fit in Tampa is this guy, Southeast Louisiana, uh, Cole Kelly. I, I, I think this guy is, he is like one of my, my draft pets, but I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. If, if, uh, if he's going to go, it's probably, you know, fifth or sixth round. The Bucks don't have a fifth or sixth round pick. I don't see them drafting uh, another quarterback per se this year, but yeah, you you've this been closes very the door of my dream. Yeah, you, you you've been very high on He's him. He's new Blaine Gabbert. I would be downright shocked if the Bucks picked a quarterback in the first round uh, of the 2022 mm-hmm. draft. I, I understand all of your reasoning, and I guess you could make some logistical points as to you just did as to to why they would do that. It's funny. Some people have a theory, and this is more for teams that don't have a quarterback at all, mm-hmm. that you should just keep drafting a quarterback every year in the draft until you finally get a guy that sticks. And yeah. that would be kind of the way that the, the Bucs would go in that direction. Yeah. It, it, one thing that is interesting, too, and this kind of goes to um, a story that we wrote today where – um, the Bucs actually have a court, a local Tampa quarterback coming in for yes. a visit and a workout tomorrow on Thursday. Um, Chris Ola Dokin, sorry, Chris Ola Dokin. Yep. yep. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he played at 
He played Sickles locally in yeah, played locally in Tampa in high school, then went to USF, uh, transferred out of there, went to Sanford, then ultimately ended up at uh, South Dakota State with the Jackrabbits, where he had most of his success. And um, right. you know, he's considered a, a late round pick. He's a very athletic guy and has a strong arm, maybe not the most accurate, but mm-hmm. um, he's a very smooth runner and is comfortable with what he does, probably more than most quarterbacks that the, the Bucks have seen on their roster since. I guess Sean King, I guess you could say James yeah. could run a little bit, but he was like running for his life where, you know, he, uh, he has a little more, right. uh, a little more mobility to it. But I, the point I'm trying to make is the bucks in the past under Bruce Arians have tried to take a flyer on a guy, you know, w- whether he goes undrafted or has been around mm-hmm. the league, like they, they signed Reed Sinnott uh, as an undrafted free agent Correct. a couple of years ago, I believe Bruce's first year with Tampa yeah. or his second year. And then they took a flyer on Josh Rosen as well. So they like the mm-hmm. little pet project of yeah. bringing and, in a quarterback with some things that they like and seeing if they can mold him into a right. future starter. And and again, I, I think they're set with their four quarterbacks this yeah. year, but they're going to need a quarterback for the rookie minicamp. And so yeah. I think this guy's probably going to go undrafted and he's local. And I, I think he could be signed on a tryout basis to be that quarterback in the rookie minicamp. Obviously, last year it was Kyle Trask, right? And then you bring in like some other scrub to throw the ball when so you don't overwork Trask's arm. But I just think that's that that's probably what this is. They're they're getting a look there. The other thing that the Buccaneers do, and, and not just the Bucks, but but other teams, is they'll bring in Chris uh Oladukin to ask him about uh a guy like Pierre Strong, his running back, mm-hmm. right? Who is in this draft class, probably as an early day three pick, probably a fourth round pick. Very fast running back, catches the ball, dynamic runner, played obviously small school competition. But we've seen the Buccaneers bring in some running backs. Uh, uh, J.C. Allen had a story up earlier today that uh, Isaiah Spiller was mm-hmm. brought in from Texas A&M in one of those top 30 visits, and and that's why he can catch the ball. He's kind of a, a well-rounded Running back Damian Pierce from Florida. Is oh, great be in, picture. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's uh, going to be in town tomorrow as well, part of the local visits, and then as well as uh, Jerome Ford from Cincinnati, another Tampa kid. Uh, you, the uh, the reason why Damian Pierce is coming is because he's he's from Florida at the, the Gators, but then you've got uh, Jerome Ford who is from Tampa, mm-hmm. and so when you bring in local kids for a visit they either have to go to a local school florida ucf or usf those are the the territorial schools that the bucks can bring in uh draft prospects and not have them count against their top 30 or you can bring in guys that are from tampa and that's where a player like jerome ford who started his career at alabama then saw the depth chart then transferred to cincinnati where he worked with desmond ritter and alec pierce and and, and the other thing, too, is, right, we've seen, and you were one of the ones to, you and John were reporting from Indianapolis, the Buccaneers had a formal meeting with Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, the wide receiver. And so you get intel by bringing in a Jerome Ford. Hey, what are your thoughts, Jerome, on your teammate, Alec Pierce? What are your thoughts on Desmond Ritter, right? This is part of the investigative process during the, the draft scouting process. Yeah, I believe that was a big thing with Mike Edwards, too, where they spoke to Josh Allen, I believe, and they just yeah. wanted they wanted to ask Josh Allen about Mike Edwards to see yeah, what he Not Peter Reports Josh Allen. Yes, not the Buffalo sorry. Bill Josh Allen. The <laughs> former Kentucky Wildcat Josh Allen, who's who was a first-round draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Yes, thank you for clarifying that because there are a lot of Josh Allen's out there yes. in in the world of the NFL. You know, yes, so no doubt um, about yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I think that's one thing that the Bucks probably do a, almost better than most teams in the NFL is obviously you want to bring in the talent, the athleticism, uh, just overall great football players. But mm-hmm. I think the Bucks do a tremendous job of finding just great quality people. You know, yeah. more than just um, more than just what they do on the football field. Yeah. Obviously, we could talk day and night about what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have have really meant to the community. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the Bucks do great with that. And this could be a situation right here and there where they bring in guys to ask about other guys that they might not necessarily be able to yeah. bring into the room. And I think the Bucks also being in Tampa have a huge advantage in terms of the local guy. Sure. Florida. Right. Schools like that, UCF, where you can bring in mm-hmm. guys. But there's so much talent in Tampa. You see guys right. across the country from Tampa go to to different schools and stuff where they mm-hmm. have a little bit more of an advantage than most people. Right. Yeah, Cr- well, Christian Watson, Christian of course, Watson. is yeah. another example. And we have not heard whether he's going to be part of this visit or not. And it, it, you can look at that a couple ways. The Bucks are not interested in Christian Watson. He couldn't make it because he's visiting another team. That could be a reason. The Buccaneers might be trying to camouflage and – use some subterfuge uh, as <laughs> as part of their draft process. We're not going to show any interest in Christian Watson. We're going to draft him at 27. I mean, that kind of stuff does happen, and teams will change their approach from year to year. It's interesting to note, one of the guys that's doing a ton of uh, pre-draft visits right now is um, one of the guards that Tampa Bay maybe should be interested in. That's, that's Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, right? But they didn't interview him at the Combine. They, at least to our knowledge, not bringing him in for a top 30 visit. There was a tweet on, on Twitter today that listed his visits. Tampa Bay was not among them. And so I know that a lot of people are crazy about Zion Johnson from Boston College, and, and I think we're one of them at Peter Report, but yeah. there's a pretty good chance he's not going to be there at 27. And then so within Kenyon Green, if he is there, would he be the fallback option? Or with this team, and we talked about it kind of at length yesterday, we're not going to go into today, but yeah, you got Aaron Stinney. You drafted Robert Hainsey last year, and he he is going to play guard in addition to center. Uh, that's something that Jason Light talked about. You've got Nick Leverett. So you have some bodies. The cupboard's not bare at guard. You don't necessarily have to draft a guard there. But it's just interesting during this pre-draft process of who is coming to Tampa and who's not so far. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And, again, we, we have another great video um, that we cut up on our YouTube yesterday where uh, you and JC were talking about just the all the the offensive guards that Tom Brady played with in New England. Yeah, um, the, the offensive guards. Group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all the, um, you know, all the guards that are not first-round draft picks that have done well in this league. Obviously, the Bucs have had that uh, with guys like Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa, who both yeah. aren't here anymore, but that doesn't mean – the Bucs can, uh, can't replenish yeah. and re-energize that offensive line. And, Scott, we've been a half energy? an hour. That's right. We've been half an Holy hour into the no. show, and we still haven't even – I mentioned Celsius at the beginning, but we got to tell the fans everything about this great product that is Celsius Energy Drinks. We really do. And today it was the Fuji Apple Pear. I got uh, the Sparkling Mango Passion Fruit. That's that's a quality flavor there. And uh, yes, it is. it's not just quality flavors, Matt. It's it's quality energy. And what, what we mean by quality energy is – you're not going to get uh, the the energy like you're going to get from other energy drinks and then the sugar crash that's going to accompany it, okay? Um, and listen, 
I, you know, I'm watching my sugar. I'm getting older and I want to, uh, you know, stay away from diabetes and things like that. So I am watching my sugar intake. So Celsius is a great healthy choice for that reason. But folks, I've tried some of the other sugar-free choices of energy drinks and they taste like absolute shit. If I can use that word, I just did. Um, Celsius, Celsius does not. I mean, it's, it's the exact opposite. The flavors are tremendous. Folks, if you're looking at this on YouTube, the strawberry guava tastes like strawberry guava. The tropical vibe, well, what is tropical vibe? Well, it's sparkling star fruit and pineapple. And if that doesn't sound good, try it. It will change your mind. It's one of my absolute top favorite flavors. Peach vibe tastes like you're biting into a peach. Orange, which is my absolute favorite, it tastes like orange juice. I, I can't even drink orange juice anymore. It's got way too much citric acid for my throat and my esophagus and all that stuff. But boy, I get that orange flavor and that energy kick from orange Celsius. So do what we do at the Peter Report team. Make Celsius a part of your day, especially in the mornings uh, when you need that, that extra boost and, and pick me up. And folks, when you're, when you're looking for Celsius, where do you go to find it? Go to Celsius.com. Click on the store locator and type in your address. You'll find all sorts of stores that'll pop up around you, hopefully, from uh, health and fitness stores, convenience stores, grocery stores, et cetera, and, and go try them. Once you find the ones that you like, you know what to do. Go to Amazon, buy them in bulk with the subscribe and save option. They ship them right to your door. That way, you don't run out of Celsius. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I just love every time I go to convenience store, bodega, you see it everywhere. You see all the different flavors. And I absolutely love when you... The Peter Report fans, when you tweet at us telling us you either you bought a new can or you're trying a new flavor yeah. for the first time, we absolutely love that. If you do that, tag us in it. We will retweet you. We'll give you a shout out. Um, we can't thank Celsius enough for being a sponsor on the Peter yep. Report podcast. Oh, and Here's Nate Pitt. Sorry, Scott. Fuji Apple Pear is the only f- flavor I can't adjust to. Every other flavor out there can grow in you. That's true, and that's a fair point. And you don't have to like Fuji Apple Pear, Nate, or anybody else. The great thing is is they literally have, uh, I think they're close to 20 flavors now of, of Celsius. They've just come out with some new ones. I haven't even tried this one yet. The Arctic Yeah, neither have I. I've, there I've are like so many flavors. Scott, there's honestly so many flavors that I, I'm like, oh, wait, like that's that's a flavor? I didn't even know that. Like there's so yeah. many that, um, yeah, like you said, I can't keep up. I, I can't keep track. But I guess that's a good thing because it's like a new surprise every time you walk into a convenience store or order it on Amazon and there's a new flavor you could try. Yep. Uh, Tom Bucks fan, that ad won me a case of Celsius and protein bars that hooked me on their product. Yes, um, you, you definitely need go. to definitely need to to try it. You will be hooked and but you'll be you'll be uh, grateful that you did. So, um, it, well, he, here's Nate's rankings. Let's get to these uh, <laughs> uh, peach vibe. Number one, orange, kiwi, guava, tropical vibe, watermelon, grape, cola. Boy, the, the cola, too. That's that's a yeah. that's, that's definitely one that, that kind of snuck back on me there. And then all the rest, <laughs> that's Scott's favorite, Fuji <laughs> apple pear. So uh, listen, Matt, let's let's dive into this a little bit, right? With When it comes to, to Keanu Neal, right? Because that was kind of the breaking yes. news that happened about 10, 15 minutes ago. And the interesting thing about this is uh, Carmen Vitale from um, a longtime Buccaneers reporter for Buccaneers.com, very well connected to the team, obviously. She tweeted out, and let me read the post again here. This is from, from Ian Rappaport, and this is coming from the agents. So this is uh, Rappaport's report. The Bucks are adding another premium defender 
That's the keyword, defender. Signing former Cowboys safety Keanu Neal, source said, after moving to linebacker in Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn's system, Neal is back at safety and now with new coach Todd Bowles in Tampa with a deal done by Sports Stars NYC. That's the agent group. So Rappaport is, is calling him a defender, but saying he's back playing safety, which was his position at Florida. That's where the Falcons made him, I believe, a first-round pick. And it was early, yeah. Or second round, yeah. And, the, and then he was a safety there. And then Dan Quinn moved from Atlanta to, to Dallas and played him at linebacker. I will say this, though. This is what Car- Carmen uh, Vitale said from the, the Draft Network, which is where she's at now. I, I'd look for Neil to be more of a linebacker than safety with the Bucks. Now, the interesting thing is, Matt, when you and I were at one Buccaneer place for Todd Bowles' press conference, he was talking about his staff and how he had to kind of get on, get on a Zoom call with his staff to let him know, hey, I'm the head coach now, and here's what the schedule is going to be for the yeah. offseason. That was during the week where the coaches had the week off. So Bruce Arians wrecked Todd Bowles um, the week off by saying, you know, you got promoted, um, and Todd Bowles was like, okay, uh, well, um, a couple more million in my pocket. That, that'll make up for me having my week off wrecked this offseason. But the interesting thing is this. Todd Bowles said, we we have to go over some things, and, and there's some new things we're going to do on defense that the coaches don't even know about. So That's right. Th- th- listen, Todd Bowles has always got the wheels turning, right? I think he was limited so much by what he could do last year with all the injuries at the cornerback position and even the safeties, right, with, with Mike Edwards missing a couple games with the mm-hmm. suspension, Antoine Winfield and – Jordan Whitehead missed some games with with their injuries. But but Matt, it seems to me like we might see some real unique tweaks and, and changes to this Bucks defense. And maybe Neil's one of those flex position players like Logan Ryan, where Logan Ryan might be a safety in a corner and and Keanu Neal might be a safety in a linebacker. Yeah, I was smiling because you said that we might see some unique things from the Bucks defense. Meanwhile, we've seen like Vita Vea drop back in coverage and Jason yeah. Pierre-Paul collect two interceptions two mm-hmm. seasons ago. But yeah, I absolutely agree, agree with you. Uh, Todd Bowles is all about versatility, all about just, again, throwing the kitchen sink and making the quarterback think. And, you know, he's he's moving protection to the right and the, the Bucks are blitzing from the left. Yeah. I absolutely love, and, and we saw it too, now, these players are obviously more traditional safeties, but, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr., I absolutely love when he's up at the line of scrimmage when, when they blitz him off the edge. Yeah. I, for Very whatever effective. reason... It reminds me of Rondé Barber. He yeah, just, it's, uh, you know. he doesn't get there 100% of the time, but yeah. it feels like that he gets there 100% of the times. And when he gets to the quarterback, too, he's knocking that football out as well. He's not just getting the sack. He, he He's knocking the football out, too. Jordan Whitehead, I understand, no longer with the Bucs, but his role when he was here with the Bucs, mm-hmm. Physical guy, contact player, and his best attribute was playing up at the line of scrimmage, stopping the run there. So I just see a great opportunity here with Keanu Neal, knowing that he's played safety and he's played linebacker. He understands both of those. Like, let's face it, Levante David and Devin White are not going to come off the field if they are 100% healthy. So it's not like he's – some people are saying, oh, he could replace Kevin Minter. You know, that could be something where Minter maybe doesn't make the team, but I don't think we're going to just slot Keanu Neal straight up into the third linebacker role. Right. I, I see some great opportunities where, yeah, maybe sometimes they'll line up three linebackers because yeah. Todd Bowles will just 
you know, pull something that a team hasn't seen yet. And other times you think he's lining up at linebacker and then he's moving back to safety and he's exactly. getting in coverage and throwing it, everything right. off on the offense. There's and so many options. With exactly. And it could be the same thing with Logan Ryan, where, where he's lining yes. up at safety, right? And all of a sudden he drops down into the slot, you know, or, or he's lining up at slot and all of a sudden he switches positions with Antoine Winfield, bringing their games to Tampa because it does give Todd Bowles the green light to do more things and be more creative and have more flexibility in case there's injuries too, right? That's, that's another key component. Um, listen, the Buccaneers were scarred last year, right? Yeah. We, we've, we've seen how, how they, they were, they were injured at the, at the receiver position down the stretch. AB has gone, right. Um, kicked off the team or quit on the team. However you want to look at it. Chris Godwin's out for the year of the ECL. And then down the stretch, you saw Brashad Perriman and, uh, and also, um, uh, Cyril Grayson missed yeah. the, the last game with those those injuries, I believe hamstring injuries, and, and so now all of a sudden the Buccaneers are ramping up a wide receiver. Right, they're getting Russell Gage. They're they're bringing in guys like 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 Traylon Burks, and we'll talk about Burks in a second here. But bringing in some receivers for those top thirty visits, I think you're going to see this team stockpile more defensive backs just because they were shell shocked. They were shell shocked at wide receiver in 2019 at the end of the season, and also last year. So they're stocking up there. I think they're going to be stocking up in, in, in the draft, too, in the defensive secondary, even though they bring in a, a Keanu Neal and a Logan Ryan because they're only going to be here for one year. You want to get some of those younger blood guys in there. And let's not forget, in addition to Mike Edwards being in a contract year, same thing for Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, absolutely true. And, and I think we've seen – the past two years with the Bucs uh, under Todd Bowles, Steve, I know he's been there three years, but if you look more at the last two years, the Bucs have suffered major injuries along the defensive line, whether it was Vita Vea right. in 2020 or, uh, you know, JPP missing a bunch of games this year. Yeah. And the Bucs, even though both players are important when they're fully healthy, the Bucs were still able to, you know, keep the ship steady and keep going and still being a very productive defense. Yeah. When, you know, when SMB got hurt, when Carlton got hurt, um, when some of the safeties missed time too, that was really where it hurt, I think, right. the Bucs more than anything else. So I think Todd Bowles understands, okay, you need depth everywhere. There's no question. Yeah. But the loss of the guys in the secondary, especially with what Todd Bowles likes to run, that is way more detrimental to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense than if they were to lose a guy on the defensive line. You need depth right. everywhere, but I guess if you had to choose and you don't want to choose – either the lesser of two evils really would be if you have more depth and quality guys that you could put in in the secondary and that's why i think too more than anything else and you see it with the signing of Keanu neal todd Bowles is more than anything else is going to want to bring in playmakers because yeah. of that versatility because right. if one guy goes down okay we can move this guy here and this guy there and come up with something completely different we're going to put antoine winfield jr in the slot because we like our other safety to right. you know, play further back. I just think if you get more playmakers, you can move guys around. Move Joe Tryon to the inside. Mm -hmm. We obviously saw yeah. that. It's just all about producing athletes on this defense, which is when I really think uh, you know Todd Bowles is at his best, and that's when you have Patrick Mahomes running around, literally right. jumping to throw the ball because he has no other options. Yeah, and it looks like uh, we uh, Peter reports uh, uh, J.C. Allen in our in our Peter reports uh, a group text is reporting that uh, that he will be a safety. I guess he got a phone with with the agent, so he will be a safety. But of course, he does have that that flexibility to be a linebacker, so that's something that the Bucks can fall back on. 
But um, 14 games last year in Dallas, five starts. Terrific around the box. Bigger player like Whitehead, very similar. But the, the biggest thing is, can he stay healthy? He had 72 tackles, four tackles for loss, two quarterback hits last year in Dallas. But um, this was a player that that you know that, that he had uh, uh, three healthy seasons in Atlanta, and he had 100 plus tackles in those seasons. He's a big time hitter, so I think he he is that Jordan Whitehead replacement right there. The, the other interesting thing about uh, the the Neil signing is. You know he's he's a bit of, of a headhunter, right? I mean he's he's a physical guy that that is very much like Whitehead, where he will come out and, and knock you out. Um, not quite the hunter that Traylon Burks is, the Arkansas wide receiver. I don't know if you've if you've seen the story on ESPN about this guy. This is a, again a, a player that we all at Peter Report love and might be in consideration if he's there at twenty seven. Don't think he's going to be, but boy, this guy is interesting. Let me read you a quick little passage here. He is an Arkansas native, and so he stayed uh, in within the state. And, and his coach, Sam Pittman, had this to say, but the word that he kept coming back to des- to describe Burks was country. Quote, he hunts wild boar with his dogs and the whole nine yards, Pittman said. End quote. Yes, you read that correctly. Burks doesn't just fish. He doesn't just hunt deer with a crossbow. He goes into the woods in search of a wild boar Scott, with Scott, nothing. Yes. I don't want to cut you off, but there is more breaking news. Please. Tweeted out from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers own Twitter account. Yes. And I Blaine quote tweet. We've re-signed yep. Blaine Gabbard. Ladies and gentlemen, Blaine Gabbard yes. is back as a backup quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Scott. You must be through the roof because I am feeling fantastic right now. Tears are coming out of his eyes. This He's is a, back. This is a big day for me. Super Bowl is back on, baby. Oh, gosh. This is a day I've waited for for a long time, and I'm just glad I was here for it. Folks, this was this was supposed to be the graphic today. Blaine is back, and, and he is. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jason Light, thank you. Todd Bowles, thank you. Mike Greenberg. <sighs> okay, so Blaine is back. This was the original graphic uh, because I got word earlier today that this was probably going to get done. And uh, and it did. And I'm very thankful. And, and then I had to switch it up to this one just in case Blaine wasn't signed by this podcast. I had to throw the backup quarterback battle brewing in there and we got the graphic done. But yes. Matt, this this is a glorious day. This is a might be my all time favorite podcast episode, aside from the one that John and I did after the Bucks won the Super Bowl. That was really good too. So yeah, Bucks Super it's an, Bowl. It's an won. honor to share this moment with you. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. I mean, this is a monumental moment in Peter Report and Peter Report podcast history. Yeah, we have never been live. I don't think when Blaine Gabbert has resigned. So it's fantastic to get your live reaction yes. to a seriously critical moment to this team. The quarterback room is set. Blaine Gabbert is going to, well, Tom Brady's going to set the tone, but Blaine Gabbert is going to be right there. He's still going to help out Tom with the offense, be a mentor to Kyle Trask, compete with Kyle Trask. Things are on the up and up. Things were already looking good, but it's even better. This is a fantastic, tremendous, wonderful. Yes. Just great Wednesday. It, it, it has been. 
So we, we appreciate everybody. You know, it's it's a one year deal. Got that uh, confirmed from the team. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We, we, we did got it. Blaine back. Um, uh, another thing people should really yeah. go back to, and I don't mean to cut you off here, yeah. but uh, one other thing that you got to go back to as soon as you can is to Pin Chasers Bowling Lane. Yes. Uh, Pin Chasers, there are multiple locations, but this is more than just a bowling alley. They have fantastic food. It's absolutely underrated. They got breakfast food as well, too. They have deals going almost every single night, including all-you-can-eat pizza on Tuesdays and all-you-can-bowl on Thursdays after 9 p.m. You also drink Miller Lights for $1. You know, there's always a lot of great sporting events on, so they got plenty of TVs. You can watch all your favorite sports. Baseball is about to come back if you're into that. You can bowl, watch at the same time. The waiters and waitresses, they bring the food right to you. So you right. can order. They got a little, you know, they, they bring around the digital thing. You can order there. They bring it right to you, so you don't even have to get up from your seat. You keep bowling, they bring the food. Keep Todd bowling. That's it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Get so bowled sure over. Yeah, get bowled over, hit some strikes, enjoy that Blaine Gabbard is back. So make sure you go to pinchasers.net to reserve a lane or book a party. It's a great night out with friends and family. So uh, pinchasers.net. And we, again, thank them for being a sponsor of the Pew Report podcast because uh, their owner is also a huge Bucks fan who was probably very happy about Blaine Gabbard coming back. Why Why wouldn't he be? I mean, that's that's who that's wouldn't? the best news that I've heard all day. <laughs> um, I'm composed now. I appreciate y'all hanging in there with me. There was a moment. Um, I, I do want to finish before we get out of here the Traylon Brooks story because this yeah is sorry I didn't mean to wild. cut you off no 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 know, that was that was the best interruption that could have happened Matt I you're forgiven and I appreciate it so but uh, this this you know this this man of a, of a football player here and I say man uh, with a capital M because Traylon Brooks let me finish this story here he's a big six foot three two hundred twenty five pound wide receiver from Arkansas the Bucks like him a lot and why wouldn't they this guy is an absolute baller play outside he can play in the slot i would have no reservations about them drafting this guy 27 if he's there let me finish the story here uh, his his head coach sam Pittman at arkansas is, is is telling how he likes to hunt wild boar with his dogs and the whole nine yards so this is how the story continues this is from espn yes you read that correctly burks doesn't just fish he doesn't just hunt deer with the crossbow he goes out into the woods in search of wild boar with nothing but his dogs and a knife. <laughs> that is bad ass. It, it bad is. ass. He's the, I, I want the Bucks to, I want Jason Light to trade up to get this guy. Okay. Especially, and this is the, the article continues, especially what happens uh, is this, or essentially what happens is this. The dogs find the hog and corner it. Then another dog is sent in to hold the wild animal in place. If it's too small, they'll turn the hog loose. If it's big enough to feed them and the others, it's time to go in. Emphatically, Burks explained, we do not use guns. Using a gun takes the fun out of it. Having a knife, it's more of a thrill that you're getting up on a wild boar that could kill you. Honestly, it's just a thrill being out there with your friends and, and family and having a good time. Yeah, that levels the playing field. It yeah. makes it fair. <laughs> that makes yeah. it pretty much a, a fair fight. And it's like, yeah. okay, he's going to come right. into this league. He's not going to be afraid about a lockdown corner. Or he's a freaking Razorback himself. Look at the yeah. helmet, people. He's got a wild boar on his helmet. He's out there hunting wild boar that, that have tusks that have been known to kill people. Okay. We're talking three, four hundred pound you know, wild animals. 
And this guy hunts them with dogs and a knife. I love it. Jason and Light, you move know what, up Scott? and draft this guy. Yeah, I, I I really like him as a player, too. I think he catches, like, literally every every single pass that, that comes his way. He's got great hands, uh, great, great verticals as well, too. And I feel like he probably saves a lot of money just by using a knife to uh, go after yeah. these boars. Because, you know, if you're using guns, like, you got to keep getting ammunition and and yeah. all of these things where he's treating you know, this just, guy like 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 a, a boar. He is yeah, like pretty much going to town on him. I love it. <laughs> I love this guy. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a big I, fan listen, of him. He he is he's wide receiver one on my board, John Ledger's board. I think the whole PR staff has you know much appreciation for Traylon Burks' skill set. This is next level stuff, folks. It just is. When you're doing like the character background research on these players, you know. You know, what makes him tick? Well, the fact that he hunts wild boars with a knife. End of yeah. story. Draft they, him. Exactly. Like, what else do you really need to say? Like, those type of guys, like, pe- people that have the, the crazy stories, these players, they're just built differently. It's yeah. like nothing can, f- when you're going one-on-one with the wild boar, nothing else can phase you. <laughs> nothing in the NFL is going to face him. Oh, hi, yeah. Tom Brady. Nice to meet you. Yeah. 90% of people, especially rookies, they freak out. Oh, my God, I'm meeting yeah. a living legend. This guy's going to be like, yeah, Tom, how many boars have you hunted with your yeah, this, this bare is hands and true. a knife? Charlie Abrams, uh, 600 to 900-pound boars, too, as are they get big. That, that's that's true. That's a fact, right? So, yeah, I, I, maybe I was lowballing it with the three the 300 to 400-pound boars. <laughs> okay. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I hope that doesn't... I don't even want to say it, but like, you know, it'd be terrible. God forbid there's an accident like in like Game of Thrones. That's how yeah, uh, know, the first right? king, the first king died that way in <laughs> like, an accident. I mean, I'm worried about Devin Horse or Devin White falling off his horse and getting hurt in the offseason, right? I mean, that's that's yeah proposition, right? That it's like, you know, like uh, you know, we got a draft another wide receiver, you know, Traylon Burks last year's number one pick got got impaled by a board yeah he's died, uh, you know? he's you gonna yeah to or he, he's gonna be out for the season with a uh laceration and a, yeah exactly. and a rib injury yeah. Yeah. hey <laughs> scott before we <laughs> before we get <laughs> out of here uh let's let's talk a little bit about uh a mooney financial let's do that at a mooney financial we help you live in the now congratulations we're so happy thank for you. you thank you and even though the now may feel very different you still need to plan for the future How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. Matt, you know what we got to do. We got to get, get to we got to get to Colorado and hunt something. I don't know if there's boars in Colorado, but I'm sure there's hunting that we could do. Yeah, there's like moose and elk. I mean, it's yeah. it's like big game stuff up there, right? But listen, if you want some some big game in your portfolio, right? How is that for a little segue? Mark Coke would be proud of that. He would. Uh, managing your family's wealth means more to a muni financial than simply allocating your assets. Folks, do what I did, okay? Especially in this this financial climate that is a little topsy-turvy right now with everything that's happening in the world with inflation and all that. These folks are on top of it. The folks over at Immunity Financial, Mark, Dave, their whole staff, they will take care of you. What I want you to do is do what I did. Give them a call 1-800-868-6864. It is a risk-free, no obligation consultation. 
If you like what they have to say, then sign up with the Muni Financial. Let them handle your college savings accounts for your kids, your your insurance uh, needs, your retirement accounts, so you're squared away for your retirement, any brokerage and advisory services that you might need, any legacy planning, right, to, to ensure that your wealth gets passed down to your kids. Let the folks at Immunity Financial help you out, and they'll help you out by, by planning ahead and staying ahead with 40 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area. 40 years of experience. That's a lot, folks. That's 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 twice what Tom Brady has in this league, just about. <laughs> Amuni Financial, give them a call, 1-800-868-6864 or visit amuni.com. Matt, this has been a wild roller coaster of a show from, from the thrilling news that Blaine Gabbard is back to talking about the legitimate battle between Blaine Gabbard. Listen, just because he's back, folks, doesn't mean he's, he's going to be the number two. He's got to go through Kyle Trask to, to see if that uh, ends up coming to fruition. That will be an interesting training camp battle to watch because that's not just for this year, Matt. That's that's could be for the future as well. Something yeah, to keep an eye on there. Absolutely. It's very, very important for the development of Kyle Trask. I think we kind of pretty much know what we have with Blaine at this part of uh, of his career. But for Kyle Trask, it's very important to take that next step moving forward to potentially get uh, number two quarterback and set himself up to maybe be the future quarterback in, in a year or two from now. No doubt about it. Um Plus, we had the wild news from ESPN about yeah about uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. What, what just an amazing story, and and I would love to see this guy in red and pewter. And, and of course, the big news also: Keanu Neal signing with the Buccaneers as a safety. Does that take safety out of contention? In round one, we had uh, we had the, the Georgia safety uh, Lewis seen as the. The first round pick in last year's, not last year, sorry, last month's mock draft. We have a new mock draft coming out tomorrow on PeterReport.com that uh, I was going to have another safety in there, uh, Jaquan Brisker <laughs> from Penn State, that I'm going to have to change now. So we have a new mock draft coming out tomorrow, Bucks seven round mock draft, probably around noon because I'm going to need some more time. It was about halfway done. Now I've got to make some changes. But um, this is interesting news, Keon, Keanu Neal and uh, and Blaine Gabbert in the fold today, Matt. Great show. Absolutely a great show. A ton of news. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get those likes up. Please help us out with that. Uh, if you're listening on audio, feel free to subscribe later uh, when you're able to get on our YouTube channel. Yep. So uh, for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you, everybody, for watching another episode of the Peter Report podcast, and we will see you again tomorrow, Thursday at 4 p.m. Out. Out. Masters tomorrow.